welcome to Conversations That Matter, the podcast. Today we have myself, Holly Reed, professional practice lead with CAOT, and Justine Jecker, who is the director of professional practice, also with CAOT. Uh, first, I'd like to situate myself here on this podcast today. Um, so as I said, my name is Holly Reed. My pronouns are they, them. I am a settler and currently residing on the territory of the Coetzin people on Vancouver Island. I was educated in a Western education system and uh, my family has both settler and indigenous history. So on my father's side, he is a immigrant from Scotland. Uh, he moved here when he was 10. And so therefore I am the first generation Canadian um, on his side and on my mother's side, uh, we are Métis. I am not currently disabled and um, I am a white individual. Um, in terms of how I got to this place today uh, as an OT and professional practice lead with CAOT, um, I graduated from the occupational therapy program from the University of British Columbia in 2019 and I stepped into private practice right away working in mental health for seven months and then unfortunately due to COVID I was laid off as my caseload went from a full caseload to no clients. Um, at that point I went into public practice and I worked in acute care for a couple months before making the decision to move home to be with my family to wait out the rest of the pandemic and at that point I continued working in public practice on Vancouver Island um, and then was fortunate to be offered the position with CAOT, which brings me to where I am now. So I'm a relatively new grad and uh, I try and stay in touch with what's happening out in the field as well as in academia as I head into my PhD in September. So lots of exciting things to, to bring forth in terms of lived experience and perspectives. And I look forward to sharing that with the audience, the listeners and the guests that we have on the show. So with me today is Justine, and I will hand it over to her to continue on from here. Thank you, Holly. It's uh, such a pleasure to be on this uh, inaugural episode of Conversations That Matter, the podcast. Um, so, so thank you for the introduction, the brief introduction. I, I am the Director of Professional Practice at CAOT, um, but it's an interesting title for me as I always first identify as an occupational therapist. Uh, so to position myself, and this is a practice that I have only been doing for about four years, and it is often dependent on the audience, but I always welcome the opportunity to do that, is that um, I, I was born in Canada. Um, I have uh, French-Canadian heritage and lineage. So um, on my father's side, um, we were able to track that my ancestors uh, immigrated to Canada in the late 1700s and my mother's side is uh, predominantly from um, uh, the history goes to England, uh, Scotland area and uh, the Netherlands. So I do identify as uh, being white Canadian, French Canadian um, and I have lived mostly in southern Ontario uh, uh, for most of my life but I spent the last uh, 10 years of my clinical working life in Thunder Bay. So. Um, for my clinical working life, I was with um, First Nation communities in the Robinson Superior Treaty Territory, and that's um, where I often did land acknowledgements. And more recently, only in the last uh, six months, being in the Hamilton, Ontario area in southern Ontario, 
Um, I have yet to really decide on how um, and what way is best to acknowledge the lands of um, Indigenous peoples in this area is it's quite complex. Uh, it's people of Algonquin, uh, Mohawk, uh, Iroquois, um, Six Nations. So there's quite there's quite a few different Indigenous communities that have called uh, this land home um, prior to colonization and even currently during ongoing colonization. Um, in terms of gendered pronouns, this is this is really a practice that I would say is even newer than positionality. And so it's something that um, I grew up in a family uh, with uh, persons who openly identified as being uh, gay or lesbian. And, um, and that was not a practice I had yet uh, been exposed to, but I am really grateful for it now. And so I've learned to identify using she, her, and hers. Um, and it's, it's a practice that I really look forward to learning more about as people identify themselves in different ways. Um, so I have been working as an occupational therapist now for 12 years, and I graduated from McMaster University in 2009. And immediately, actually, I ended up moving to Thunder Bay. Um, I was so fortunate that I had a chance to do two northern placements. And that really opened my eyes um, in many ways. It was my really the first time I learned about indigeneity, um, the idea of Indigenous peoples in Canada. I had grown up uh, close to Caledonia, and so um, this idea of reserves wasn't new to me, but the understanding of First Nation people, Indigenous peoples, cultures, um, Inuit, it, it really just was an incredible eye-opener for me. And even though I had just finished uh, doing a master's degree, I felt like my education was really just beginning. And so for 10 years, it was just a tremendous journey of working with uh, First Nation communities, both within the city of Thunder Bay and in their own communities, um, mostly in driving distance um, between one to four hours from Thunder Bay. And, um, and it was only uh, towards the end of 2019, as I was wrapping up my research work with uh, six, of, six First Nation communities I'd been um, living and working with, um, that I was looking at kind of the next step for my family and where we would go. And uh, it brought me to CAOT. And so um, I, it's interesting because I didn't really kind of apply for this job thinking, oh, I want to be director of professional practice. But I definitely applied knowing that um, TRC was really the motivator for me in applying for this job and wanting to um, connect occupational therapists together more across the country, um, provide more opportunities for OTs to learn with, from and about each other, about their cultures and ways of being, and have those opportunities that I don't think were really available when I was in school. Um, we had a really packed curriculum and so these conversations would often be found in what we now know as the hidden curriculum. And, um, and so it's really a pleasure for me to have the opportunity to work with OTs every day and uh, continue this, you know, evolution of learning. And um, in, in my two short years at CAOT, it's been this incredible um, expansion from TRC to looking at equity and justice issues to LGBTQT2 plus um, 
to pretty much everything. And I absolutely love that. So it's such a pleasure to be here. Thank you, Justine, for such a beautiful introduction and um, positioning yourself so eloquently with where you're at now and your journey to getting here. Um, I hope to share more along the way as well um, myself. So um, in terms of how to move forward with this podcast and the real need for it, you, you touched on it briefly there at the end in terms of this is these are things that were not necessarily taught in, in school. And as we move through the profession in various roles, I think we gather different perspectives and we have different experiences that continue to inform our practice as we move forward. And so with this podcast series, what our intention is, is that we're really hoping to fill a gap where OTs can come in and speak to their everyday experiences, whether it's professional or perhaps setting personal boundaries and um, all the dynamics that exist being a healthcare professional these days, because it's very complicated. It's a complex role. Our clients are often um, individuals who experience oppression or um, perhaps privilege, and there's difficult conversations that come with that. So uh, I think what we're hoping to do is bring to light the issues that the OTs themselves experience, perhaps how they can advocate with and for clients in different roles and different settings. And for example, some of the areas that we're hoping to touch on are um, how occupational therapists are using strengths-based approaches with their clients, um, perhaps community-based approaches. I know that relationship-centered care is, I don't want to say replacing, but coming to the forefront rather than client-centered care. So how are those relationships informing the dynamic between the therapist and the client rather than centering it all around the client? How is the relationship really an important part of that? Um, we're also looking at um, yeah, like you mentioned, the experiences of people who identify across the spectrum of sexuality and gender and um, the diversity that makes our community so rich. Uh, and hearing from clinicians as well who may identify as queer or trans and what the education was like that they received or didn't receive and how they can perhaps provide some education to listeners in areas that are, are not very much touched on. Um, indigeneity and indigenous topics as well of course you touched on it very well at the very beginning when you positioned yourself and I think there's room for discussing these topics because the consensus across the country right now is wanting and needing to do better in terms of indigenous health and um, listening and being an ally and all of that so I know there are going to be some very important conversations that come of that as well. And is there anything else you wanted to add in terms of situating the podcast or what other gaps we're hoping to fill? Yeah, thank you, Holly. I feel I feel like I could go on a tangent, but I will uh, rein it in for the purposes of our first episode. Um, I do I do want to share for those who most recently attended a conference, the Ritual Conference 2021 at CAOT, that um, if you're in attendance, you you would have heard about the conversations that matter. And um, and so we had 17 of our practice networks. Uh, some are regional communities of practice and some are national practice networks um, have great conversations about OT practice in, in up to, you know, 17 plus different areas. And so um, this was probably the most exciting thing for me when I think of attending CAOT conference over the years. This is the first time where I felt such an incredible connection directly with OTs. Um, 
Each room had between about 10 to 25 OTs present uh, talking about these different topics. And um, and so it's just so wonderful to now have a follow-up podcast in kind of honour of that place of starting to share knowledge and learn from each other. And um, and also I want to share that our practice networks at CAUT do and have been focused on a lot of um, the different areas that Holly, that you've shared. It's It's been something that for some of our networks is just built into kind of the DNA of the network that you know, equity and justice is something that we do. And, and you can see that in our Occupational Justice for Newcomers Network. You can see that in our upcoming um, Justice, Equity, Diversity and Inclusion Network. And I hope to be able to mention all of our networks throughout um, our podcast series at some point, uh, because I think it's really important for OTs that, um, you know, might feel alone, uh, that, you know, they're experiencing often personal issues, um, that are both personal and professional, but there isn't really a place to reach out and talk to OTs that um, that listeners consider our practice networks because those are really becoming a home for for doing both um, because we can't separate who we are, you know, who we are as people and who we are as occupational therapists is is 100% connected. And um, I know in my education, you know, back between 2007, 2009, you, you had to create that, you know, very strong boundary. And, and again, professionalism is, is very much, um, you know, it's a spectrum of grayness. And, and I think when it comes to who we are as people, um, a lot of OTs are still struggling with how to present their identity. Uh, it's already hard enough to explain to somebody who an OT, what an OT is and, and what they're doing for a client. And then you put on the added layer of, you know, an OT's values and belief systems. And so, yeah, so we're really hoping that this podcast provides that um, arena for OTs to be able to say, yeah, this is challenging. And I'd really like to hear how other people are experiencing this and share their stories. So I look forward to that. Absolutely. And I'm so glad you brought that up because so far in my time with CAOT, um, by far one of the most rewarding and one of my um, favorite aspects of my job is getting to work with the practice networks because it's a group of OTs. We have 30 networks. I think you might have mentioned that, um, including the communities of practice. And it's such a wonderful group of OTs. And there's some non-OTs as well. And my gosh, we're so lucky to be in this profession surrounded by these individuals who are so reflective and so intentional. And I think the voices that we're going to host on this podcast are really going to offer a lot of um, even just comfort to OTs who are listening to this, going through similar issues, or if they want to send us a note and and be connected with the individual we've had on the show, I'm sure that that could be an option too. Um, but really for the folks that we're hosting, having a safe space to discuss those issues, because you mentioned it by saying, we can't necessarily separate our personal from our professional. And right now we're, I think, experiencing a bit of a shift in society or in the healthcare field where what is professionalism and who is defining that? How can we be a person? How can we be a professional and an occupational therapist without having to necessarily compartmentalize things so that we can we can remain our authentic self when we go to work and then we can, you know, leave work and go home and be with our friends and families 
and not feel completely burnt out because we've had to wear a mask all day. Well, I mean, literally, we do have to wear a mask because of COVID right now. Um, <laughs> but getting to be our truest selves, I think, and navigating that can be really, really hard for a lot of people. And, you know, for myself, I, I'll be the first to um, share that my queerness is a huge part of my identity. And some people feel like that existence is political. And um, what does it mean to be professional and to be queer? And how is that? What do you disclose to a client and what do you not? And so that's just like one piece that I won't go on about right now, but just an example of how can we be professional while also just getting to be ourselves. And this podcast hopefully is a space where somebody can come and talk about any of the issues that they're experiencing, whether they feel it's professional or personal um, and, and how other OTs may connect with that story. Absolutely, Holly. Thank you. Um, yeah, and I, I feel that when we do share these personal examples, then, you know, life gets real. Like we really do get to the core of the issue really quickly when we're able to, like you said, not wear another mask. Um, and so, so yeah, so for this podcast, thinking of, you know, inviting people to come on, we, um, in terms of, you know, voices that we're hoping can be heard and, and out there, we we really do want to hear from OTs that um, may not often be the ones to speak up or may feel that, um, you know, they've been doing some really great work in a certain area and it might not be known about. Uh, we know with, uh, you know, knowledge translation practices currently that we do hear of the OTs who are publishing in journals and uh, magazines and uh, presenting at conferences, but there are a lot of voices out there um, that we don't often hear from. Uh, you know, the who, who aren't in the who's who, so to speak. But this is really that opportunity. And so, you know, Holly and I will have that opportunity as requests come through uh, to to kind of really bring forth um, what we think our viewers are, are wanting to hear. And so um, if you're ever having a doubt, you know, I'm not sure if I should submit this thought or idea to the podcast, that probably means that you should. <laughs> And, um, and so we're really looking forward to learning and meeting new OTs, um, students. This is definitely not exclusive and it's not exclusive from OTAs either. So I know our occupational therapy assistants have had an uphill battle from the very beginning um, just to kind of be included in the umbrella of occupational therapy. And so um, we wanna hear from OTAs, we wanna hear from our student occupational therapists. Um, and so for any suggestions or people who, who know that they would like to contribute, you can uh, use practice at caot.ca as the contact. Uh, that will come directly to myself and Holly, and uh, we'll be able to start uh, triaging um, and, and choosing the podcast. I'll, I'll let you, Holly, share kind of our timelines and, and hopeful uh, airing dates <laughs> for the podcast. Sure, thank you. Um, so we, our aim is to publish one to two episodes per month, and this may fluctuate depending on how much interest we have or things that become very relevant and, and timely, uh, but we're aiming for one to two a month and about 30 minutes in length because that's a good amount of time for perhaps somebody's on their lunch break or going for a walk, um, but if the conversation is is really full and wholesome, it may go on a little bit longer than 30 minutes, but those are our two goals. and. Um, as things change, we can certainly perhaps put this up on our website, 
um, when it's developed and then people can kind of keep track of where we're at in terms of upcoming topics and they can pick and choose which ones might be most relevant to them. Um, but yeah, I think offering a place that they folks can email any ideas is great. So thank you for offering that as well. Um, and then, yeah, in terms of the the values of the podcast, I'll just end here and, and hand it over to you, Justine, to help us wrap up. But um, in terms of how we share our stories, we really want to focus on topics without identifying specific names of individuals or employers. So the stories are, are where the value lies, not so much in the exact person or company in which the experience occurred at. Um, we want to be mindful of how we share our opinions and we want to focus on what the listeners should take away. So um, often leaving somebody with something to reflect on is one of the most uh, effective or important things because I think as OTs, we do it naturally and having one more thing to think about during the day to help further our practice can be really helpful for a lot of people. Thank you for that, Holly. Um, and, you know, for Holly and I, this is both, I know Holly has a little bit more experience than I do being on a podcast, but, you know, we we are new to this, so to speak. And, um, and we're going to be learning with each episode um, what is resonating with our listeners. But I, I completely agree. I think having that take home message is going to be really key for our listeners because there's no question that we're going to be getting into potentially um, contentious, you know, political ideas in terms of how they're impacting our practice or, uh, you know, concepts around radical uh, transformational leadership. I mean, when you're talking about anything that's worth talking about, that's the area that you go. And so uh, we encourage our, our future interviewees to think about, you know, how can we go there and then how can we bring it back and, and really give a take home for um, the listener, for our occupational therapy community um, to feel that they can really do something with, with that story. And even if it's just for reflection purposes. Um, but I think, I think that would be really helpful. So I just want to say thank you so much, Holly. Holly is the one who actually brought the idea of, um, starting a podcast at CAUT for in professional practice, um, forward. And I can't thank you enough because I think this is just going to be phenomenal. And I really look forward to the next episode. Awesome. Thank you so much, Justine. And Thank you to those of you who have tuned into the first episode of Conversations That Matter, the podcast, and we look forward to uh, sharing the next episode with you, hopefully in the next few weeks or so.